Hi, I'm Coach Brian Singh, and after 11 years coaching competitive volleyball and as a head coach of a college team, I've become obsessed with helping athletes and coaches improve their knowledge and skills of the game by teaching them how to train efficiently and effectively to ultimately reach their volleyball goals. I've created the Volleyball by Design podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies so you can get clarity and apply what you learn right away. This is the Volleyball by Design podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you so much for tuning in to episode one of the Volleyball by Design podcast. Hey, my name is Brian Singh. I'm the host of this podcast, and today we're going to dial in and talk about passing. And more importantly, we're going to talk about things that you may not be doing in your gym that I think you should. So, you know, it's funny. When I was growing up, um, you know, I, we were we were taught a, a lot of different ways of passing, but traditionally, one of the most important aspects of passing that we were taught was to make sure that you get in front of the ball. Right? It seems pretty straightforward. You want to make sure that when the ball comes over the net, you step right in front of it so you can take the pass right on and you can create an angle and do all that great stuff. And I think we call it a split. You want to split the ball. Um, and that, that makes sense naturally, right? Getting your entire body, splitting the ball and, and all that great stuff. So that's what I taught. As a, as a coach, I taught that. Um, and it, it worked, you know, it, uh, there was definitely positives with it. And some a lot of coaches still teach it today. Uh, and there is definitely some positive aspects of, you know, teaching players to step right in front of the ball. But here's the thing. As I got older in my coaching career, I realized that what what's important isn't necessarily getting your body in front of the ball. Now, that, that might be new to you. So I want to take that in. It may not be important to get your body behind the ball well then you're gonna ask me, well what is important the important thing is to get your platform and your angle behind the ball so here's the thing so i've been coaching for a long time and i found that many of you may relate to this but when you have tough servers that are serving the ball really fast and you don't have a lot of time to react and change your platform or change your angle or whatever the case is Sometimes the amount of time that it takes you to get behind the ball, that time could be better used getting your platform and your angle behind the ball. So imagine this, a tough server goes up and serves at the line, tough server, and they toss the ball and a float serve comes at you really, really fast. And the float serve is in your passing zone, but you still need to move your feet to get behind the ball. So now imagine moving your feet, taking all that time to move your feet. By the time you get your your body behind the ball, how much time now do you have to create a platform, create an angle, and make sure that angle and platform are also behind the ball? See, that's the tough part. And I found that as I got older and, and uh, more, I mean, more wise, but as my coaching career started getting more deeper, I realized that there's got to be a more efficient way to pass the ball because it takes too much time to move your whole body behind the ball, get your platform and angle established, and then get a ball to your setter. So that's what we started experimenting with how to manipulate your angle and your platform. And what we found was that if you can just get your platform and angle behind the ball, your results will be so much greater. As in, you're going to get the ball to your target way more efficiently. And I'm all about efficiency. I'm, I'm sure if you've been following me on Instagram, 
you know I'm all about being efficient and my, my tagline is minimize movement to maximize efficiency. That's what I'm all about. Regardless of what position you play, think about this. Minimize your movement to maximize efficiency. So in other words, if you can take five steps to get to the ball instead of 10, well, naturally you're gonna wanna take five. Well, passing is the same thing. If you can minimize the amount of movement it takes for you to execute that skill, don't you think you're gonna be more efficient when you pass the ball? So that's where this whole thing comes from. So when we found that when players were, they, they stopped putting an emphasis on moving their feet fast enough to get behind the ball and then get their platform and angle made. We found that if they just took one step, maybe two, but one step to get their body or get their platform behind the ball and then establish their platform and hold their angle towards their target, we saw a ton of better results. So I played with this idea for a while and it wasn't, it didn't take just one season. It, it took a couple of seasons to experiment and play around. And I mean, I don't, I will never give advice unless I've tried it myself and I've tried it multiple times where I've seen results. So if you're a coach or a player listening to this and you're skeptical about, wait a minute, I've been taught my whole life that when I'm passing, I need to make sure that I get my feet behind the ball. I need to move and get my entire body behind the ball. If you've been told that, I need you to have an open mind when it comes to listening to this different type of strategy with passing. Because don't get me wrong, if the ball is served slow enough where you have enough time to get your body behind the ball and then establish a platform and angle, then that's great. Do that. No problem. I'm not saying that this is the only way to do it. I'm saying that if the ball is served too fast, where you don't have enough time to move your feet and get behind the ball, then this is what you want to do instead. You want to make sure that you get your angle and your platform behind the ball because that way you're guaranteed that even if the ball was to change direction, even if the ball was to pick up speed for whatever reason, you now have a better shot at changing your angle and platform because it's already established. It's already behind the ball. So you have a better chance of changing your angle, changing your platform, and getting the ball to your setter than you would if you were just moving your feet first, doing, taking all those steps, and then establishing a platform and angle. So I hope that makes sense to you because I think that if you start practicing that ideal, you're going to be able to train your body to um, to get used to that uncomfortable feeling. I always, I always talk about the fact that Passing outside your body, establishing a platform outside your body is very uncomfortable, right? And I think that by us moving our feet behind the ball, that's comfortable. You're used to moving your feet. You do it all the time. You're walking every day, right? You're used to moving your feet and getting um, getting your body into a position where you can now establish a platform and angle. And I understand that. And that's why the traditional approach has always been that way because that's what we're comfortable doing. That's what makes sense logically, biomechanically, our body's supposed to move first. Well, our body now is going to move in a different way. We're not just going to move our feet potentially, but we're going to move our hands. We're going to really stretch our platform, create space between our body and our platform to get behind the ball and therefore pass it to our target. So that's that's the kind of mindset switch I want you to understand. I want you to try it in your gym. Let me know how it goes because 
I think you're going to, at the beginning, it's going to be frustrating. And that's probably why people decide to quit this way and, and, and go back to the traditional way because it's different. It's not normal. It's, it's really uncomfortable. Um, and I'm going to challenge you to take it a step further now is once you've got used to taking your platform and making sure that, you know, no matter where the, where the ball goes, you can get your platform and angle behind the ball. I want you to expand your passing range. So what do I mean by that? Well, if you have now gotten used to minimizing your movement and establishing a platform, sometimes that ball may float up. Well, you're going to have to naturally move your platform up behind the ball, right? Because you, your platform and your angle have to always be behind the ball. So imagine that the ball is floating up and imagine your platform is now moving up as well and the direction of your platform is changing but it's still behind the ball so you have to get used to taking your platform putting it out and about outside your body and moving that platform around in different positions because that is how you get used to it. it's a really uncomfortable feeling but that is when you start getting comfortable with that feeling and you start seeing better passing results so uh, a little simple tip there of making sure your angle and platform are, are behind the ball and you'll see where that does where that takes you so here's another one for you so that th that that's like two tips in one right your angle and your platform like, like like the tip is getting your platform behind the ball and the second tip is really no matter where the ball goes even if you have to get your platform high which is awkward right normally your platform is always low and around like around your waist area sometimes you may have to raise your platform up a little bit to get your platform behind the ball especially if the ball is going fast. So it's a different type of feeling and you need to get used to it. All right, second tip here, or third tip rather. What happens, you ever been in a situation where a ball is served to you and you got, you got your platform behind it or you got your body behind the ball, right? And the ball floats up a little bit. And because the center of your body is now in front of the ball, if the ball floats up, where is it going to go? Well, it's probably going to go in your chest. It's probably, right, it's probably going to get jammed up maybe by your bicep area, shoulder area. That's probably what's going to happen. You're going to get jammed up. Now, how many of you have been in a situation, whether you're a player or a coach, so if you're a player, have you ever experienced this? And if you're, if you're a coach, have you ever seen a situation where the ball floats up or changes direction and it catches your athletes up top? Well, that's very common. And what we want to do is we want to avoid that from happening in the future. So here's what you do. I always tell my athletes, you never want to take a pass straight up. You always want to create some kind of angle, some kind of angle. So if a ball is coming right at you, right, it's right at you. I want you without go doing too much work to get out of the way just a little bit. So imagine the ball is coming at you and you've established a platform. I want you to bend your hips and take your chest out of the situation. Move your chest a little bit away from the ball. But the key is, is to have your angle and your platform behind the ball, right? So you're, so essentially you're getting out of the way slightly, but the angle now on the platform is behind the ball. So now, even if the ball was to change direction and float up, you can naturally change your angle and your platform to float up or to change up as well. And that way the ball can get to your target. So you're never going to get in a situation where you're jammed up, where the ball's floating up and you're jammed up uh, and it hits you in your chest or hits you in the shoulder or whatever the case is. Another tactical or tip you can use too is open up to the, to the ball. So what I mean by that is take a step back. 
right? Take a step back and create distance between your platform and your body so that when the ball comes close, now you have more range, you have more room to change your angle uh, and change your uh, body position at the same time. So this is this is very simple, but it does take practice. And every time I, I always run passing clinics where I see athletes always trying to, you know, get their body behind the ball. And naturally, that's what you're going to do. Um, and it and when they start, you know, implementing what I'm teaching them about getting their platform behind the ball, keeping that that ideology in their head, they get frustrated and they go back to the old way because the old way was, was normal. It felt okay to do that. So I want I want you to get into the habit of that uncomfortable feeling. So if you've learned anything so far from these tips here is it's going to be uncomfortable, okay? It's not a normal thing to do. It's going to be very uncomfortable. It's going to take some practice. But I guarantee you um, if you get if it, the minute it clicks, like the minute you figure out how to get your platform behind the ball instead of your body, uh, you're going to see results faster. Now, here's the thing too. If you are the type of player, and I've coached many players who I've taught this to, and, and for some reason they just, um, you know, they they didn't quite get it, and they still wanted to make sure they got their feet behind the ball. Okay, some athletes actually, and now it's not very, it's not a high percentage of them because you know how your your hands are always faster than your feet, right? Like think about it right now. If you stand right now and you move your hands to the side, and now move your feet to the side, well. What was faster, your hands or your feet? Well, obviously, your, your hands are much faster. And that's another reason why we want to say get your platform to the ball because your hands are faster than your feet. So I've had athletes where the odd situation was their feet and hands are so close in speed that it didn't really make a difference whether they got their feet or hands out. So if you're in a situation where your hands and feet are almost at the same speed, then you can try, you can try moving and getting a platform out there at the same time. You could try that. And it may work. Like I, I taught, a, I coached a girl last year who, who I, I taught this to, and she was getting results. Like she was seeing the ball being passed, but she still really had the urge of getting her feet behind the ball. And she was really quick. She was a rugby player, and she naturally had fast, fast feet. And she found that she could move her feet and her hands simultaneously to get her platform behind the ball. And it was pretty cool to see that happen. So if you have an athlete, or if you're an athlete that can do that, then that's great. But I want you to see, and this is where this is where the name of the podcast comes in, Volleyball by Design. This game that we have, this sport, is ultimately a design of your own. You have to create the skill and, and the, the efficiencies your own way. So what I'm teaching you here is the most efficient way to pass a ball, which is by getting your platform and your angle behind the ball and try to use as little movement as possible. So how you decide to do that is going to be up to you. You as the athlete, you as the coach, you have to figure out the best way to be efficient and to make sure your angle and platform are behind the ball. So if that means you take one or two steps and then establish a platform, if that means that you're establishing a platform as you take that one or two steps, right? There's many different ways of doing it, but you got to figure out how to do it. The key though, and the goal that I'm trying to deliver here is that your angle and your platform need to be behind the ball, period. And they need to be that's that's your first priority is to get your angle and your platform behind the ball. So however you, however you decide to do that, I gave you some tips and strategies in in this podcast, but however you decide to do that is going to be up to you. Um, but the key is always again to make sure your angle and platform are behind the ball.
So this is a quick episode. Um, I'm not going to spend too much time on this one. Some episodes are going to be obviously longer, but I just wanted to give you a little bit of insight of what I found the secret sauce to passing was. And I found the fallacy was that many players and coaches don't believe this. And and this is actually a big controversial topic. I, I, I've made a couple posts on Instagram and, and TikTok about this, and the comments blew up by a lot of players saying, oh, I, I was not told this way. I mean, what are you telling me not to move my feet what do you mean I, you're supposed to move your feet right not naturally that's what you've heard and I understand that and don't get me wrong if a ball is slow enough where you can move your feet first great do it no problem but in our game the higher level you go the harder it's going to be to move your feet fast enough to get behind the ball it's going to come down to moving your platform first and your angle that's what's going to come down to so really a bit controversial topic but I'll tell you what I've experimented with this for years in my gym, and I found that if you get your platform and angle behind the ball, you're going to get better results, period. And how you do that is by being efficient, the most efficient way to get that done. All right, so you got to figure it out in your gym. Try it out. Let me know how it goes. Um, thank you for tuning in to episode one of the Volleyball by Design podcast. There is going to be many more episodes. This is just the beginning of a great journey where my goal, my goal is to educate it's to help volleyball players and coaches around the world to become more efficient in their training so you can ultimately see results faster. That's my goal. And the goal to get results faster is to become a more efficient player and coach. That's how you do it. All right. So thank you so much for listening to this episode one of the Volleyball by Design podcast. If you're not following me on Instagram, follow me on Instagram, Brian, uh, sorry, Coach B. Or sorry, no, uh, at Brian Singh underscore Coach B. That's my Instagram handle. I give daily tips every day on Instagram on uh, various skills of the game. Um, you'll definitely find a lot of information and uh, value there. All right. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see you again on the next episode of the Volleyball by Design podcast. Have a good one. All right. Cue the music. Look, are you at the stage you want to be in your volleyball journey? How would it feel to get clarity on your training? And instead of taking months to get better, you could improve in weeks, if not days. When I was a young coach and player, I felt this way all the time. The truth is, after I got some great advice on how to be efficient, my learning curve grew exponentially. Let me show you how to be more efficient and effective in this game. I invite you to check out CoachBTraining.com for more resources that you can use to take your game to the next level. I look forward to helping you reach your volleyball goals.